Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Seven. Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Headbangers Vault. I am the B1 Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? And tonight, Schmutz, we got a big guest. Heck yeah. We got a Mr. Travis Jones from Nine Left Dead. What's up, man? How's it going? What's up, fellas and ladies? <laughs> yeah, they forgot to say something about Rock Girl Bemo. Oh yeah, we got oh, Rock yeah. Girl yeah. Bemo as well. Yeah. Take on us. She's with us again. So uh Travis, where are you calling from? Yeah. Just to let everyone know. Oklahoma. The Heck middle yeah. of Oklahoma nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, kinda like where we're at. Yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, I gotta say, everyone, uh, you know, we checked these guys out last weekend. At Pierre's, you guys kicked ass, and, you know, I love a ton of your songs. We hung out and all that, and I appreciate all that, and I just want to say thank you. It was awesome. I had a great time. Oh, man, thank you. We had a fun night together. It was fun hanging out. We had started having fun before the show even started, actually, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. BMO not included on that. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about here. Shut up. So, Travis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's see. Wait, like, it's like a dating profile app or just about the band? (laughs) Uh, Well, everything. Yeah. A little brief summary here. How'd your band get started? All that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, I actually started playing music back in the day. I picked up a guitar originally to just have something to do in the hospital. I was going through leukemia. So I taught myself to play guitar, started using, kind of writing songs as a coping mechanism. Came across my weird cousin that's still in the band now, Steven. Well, our mom's mates actually started a band together. And he's actually diabetic, so he's dealt with a lot of weird stuff in life as well. Right. Especially the dying thing. And so that was just kind of how him and I hooked up and had very similar beliefs, interests, and just personalities. And so we started playing rock music together. Text okay. introduced me to listen to nowadays, actually, because he's a few years older than I am. So he had the experience of free reign life to get outside of listening to michael jackson and garth brooks like i had to for my brother <laughs> i'm looking at a michael jackson doll that i got at a freaking uh antique mall like i don't know about a month ago has the whole get up the glove it has it all he's pretty proud of I, that i am pretty proud of it i mean so hey actually i actually dug growing up with a diverse music background because i actually listened to them but also at the same time we were listening to like journey guns and roses good deal absolutely good bands yeah so, Travis, what was it like writing and recording for your first album? How'd that all come about? So, the first one we actually did last year that I would say was probably on the most professional level. Well, technically, actually, the first one we did, sorry, let's go back further than that, was an insane process. We actually won a battle of the band. Part okay. of what we won, we got Cody Hansen from Hinder to record. We okay. record this thing. Instantly blew up overnight. So, Ooh. we record a lot of it, and... Uh, finished a whole album with Cody. So that experience alone was like my first real experience in a studio with an actual recording artist. That was our first experience. It was spectacular. But then our second one kind of 
just gave me a, a new outlook on my capabilities and just my confidence level and then my uh, passion for writing music because I got to go and sit with Malcolm Springer who's done like Matchbox 20, Metal Jacket, like huge bands like mm-hmm. that. So we were talking about a lot of songwriting aspects and that was spectacular because we actually got to sit down and be produced more than anything. That was an insane experience. Just being in the same room and held touching some of the same instruments that were in that room that major artists that came in that room and touched and just right. being out in that like the environment just it's it's unexplainable as a musician to walk into nashville and just feel and like you breathe in just the atmosphere around you that's just all music and passion you can tell just being in that area is different yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that's awesome did you guys do a lot of touring before and after you did your first album yep so we actually got to go out with hinder and in the process of that we got hooked up with a bunch of different bands through him through cody and so we got to go out. Mostly it was with Hinder because he was kind of keeping us under the wings and like making mm-hmm. sure we we're doing stuff abandoning us, which was great. But we did that. We also got the experience playing some festivals back here. So our first major show that we got on at home was our, what we call our Cat Fest here, which is like our big festival kind of in Oklahoma. There's a bigger one now. But, and that lineup was insane. It was Hell Yeah, Puddle of Mud, Papa Roach, Three mm-hmm. Days Great, and Theater all on one lineup. That was our first mm-hmm. major show. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome lineup. Wow. We're back to dinner with, like, near them. I wouldn't say with them, but near them. And, like, <laughs> it was like, look who's over there. And I was like, all right, shut up. You're <laughs> waving at them, but still awesome. He's, like, oblivious to everything in life. He's just a great, great friend, and he listens to that kind of music, but he don't know the artist like we did. And so he goes over to John Humphreys, which is the singer or the, the drummer for Cedar. He's from Oklahoma. And he walks over, and he steals the last cookie from him. Oh. He's like, you weren't going to eat it. He's like, uh, he's like, take a bite of it. And like, my drummer's like, do you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> they, was all, they were all amazing. They were really, really humble people. I actually got to meet Jacoby Shaddix at that show, too. Oh. It was intense. Wow, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Who were some of your favorite bands that you guys like to tour with? Hinder was one of the, our favorite bands to actually tour with. Those guys are from Oklahoma, and they're just so freaking humble, man. They basically like a party every night with them, hanging out and just getting... Learn a lot from them. We toured with my darkest days back when they were together. Oh yeah, yeah. and those guys were amazing too. And I, I love that band. Really, really talented. And then actually, the craziest thing was Volby was like always a night ahead of us everywhere we were going. Mm-hmm. So that was we had a couple times where we, we met them. They were really good dudes. Really, probably just anybody really that we've been out with. Because like I said, we got experience a lot with them. And then Hellstorm was another big band we played a few shows with that we yep. had a really amazing. They were still really good people. Okay, that's awesome. As far as your lyrical content of some of your songs, kind of explain to us a little bit about that. Well, that's like a deep conversation there. Because uh, <laughs> I noticed your songs are pretty deep on some of them that I've heard. Yeah, that's why I love them. Yeah. <laughs> we can all relate to them. I, I yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I think, I think it's awesome. This, I think we had this conversation. <laughs> I'm really particular on... Um, like, I try not to just completely tell stories about the way I write, because we actually talked about when we were hanging out that night, is I don't like to ruin what songs mean to people, and that's what I love so much about how I write. So I write riddles in a sense where just because it's, like, extremely personal and saying exactly what I want it to for what I'm going yep. through, it's so open that it can literally mean something completely opposite for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, like, to really try to dive into the concept of, I know it's something like, I'm going through and I'm struggling and it's broken me and you know like it's extremely emotional to go through 
but I like to at least put the lyrics out there to where like maybe just one person in the world hears it and it affects them in the same way to where they're like, okay, that's going to help me cope with this because there Absolutely. have been songs that have literally saved my life before. And that's Absolutely. Kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. Just to put hope out there for somebody Absolutely. that, that doesn't as alone or dark as what I did in the process of writing that song. Oh, I mean, I'm almost tearing. <laughs> He's about ready to cry. <laughs> I'm like, man, I love that because, you know, quite a few of your songs have got me through now. I mean, I appreciate that. That's awesome, you know. And like you said, a song will get you through some stuff mm-hmm. in your darkest times, you know. You just go back to that song and you just remember that good time you had during it. and It's awesome, man. Yep. So I appreciate your songwriting and your music. So Thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate the experience that we had just talking about it because it means it means a lot. Like it feels like the biggest accomplishment in the world when someone comes up and tells you like a song did that for him that you wrote. You know, yeah. I'm about the experience even had just getting to talk to you about it. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Do you guys like making videos? <laughs> yeah, they're oh, fun. Here we go. The video. So, what's insane about the videos process is um, my second biggest passion is writing. And honestly, like movies in general and concepts, I love old sitcoms. I love movies, and mm-hmm. it, they just kind of blow my mind. Like I went to film school for a year, experience and stuff, and it really even opened my eyes to like just the process, of what's on screen. And so, what's so cool about the video experience is like you get to take what you've written into words and put it into video to where someone can see that and again be like even more affected. To where like maybe they didn't quite get the point of what you were trying to say lyrically, or maybe just the lyrics hit different than what the video does. And then they get to go and watch the video, and it's like, here's a whole new concept for them. And like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in like movie form, like, just opens up some, uh, honestly, just like either some some old wounds or some current wounds, but like, it also gives you a process to like go through a healing process to be like, okay, I'm glad I'm not, again, the only person going through that or that has experienced right. that process, type of thing, you know? So. I love the video process. It's fun. On the video process now, we did FaceTime the the girl in the video. <laughs> yeah, someone in this conversation was telling me how much they enjoyed that video. So mm-hmm. let's FaceTime her and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was not this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Surely not, Dear Schmutz. <laughs> but no, I had a great time doing that too. I mean, that was awesome sweet person great person it was actually really cool because the whole thing that played out with that happening was we had a couple people in mind for the video and like the person had to be right like the part had to be right mm-hmm. extremely non-existent budget like we're doing it ourselves the video guy that actually shot and did the editing on it insanely good friend of mine now and uh the dude literally lives for his passion he doesn't make very much money doing it he just charges what he knows he can make some money and like he's mm-hmm. totally underpaid put it that way right it was cool to get the experience out with him, to get the right person in there. And we hit her up. She was, like, insanely interested in it. So she actually did both of the major videos that we got out right now. And keeps harassing me about every other day, like, when we do the next video? When we do the next video? <laughs> we got to get the next songs ready. Because actually we just finished recording um, six new songs out in L.A. that we're getting ready to release the first single, I think. Awesome. Maybe the first one's dropping. I'm trying to push to get it dropped before then, like, way before then. But we'll see. Maybe okay. April the late. Awesome. Wow. And and you guys are back in Fort Wayne. Yep. April 12th. Oh, yeah. I already checked yep. it out. Bebo's Be- Be- ahead of the she curve. Knows. So everyone check that out. Yeah. For sure. We'll be there. Most so. definitely. Do you guys prefer playing like at big festivals over smaller venues? 
Um, that's a trick question, kind of. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, big festivals are awesome for us because they're an insanely good networking concept for us. So, for example, mm. we played a festival here that had massive bands on it. It was a three-day festival. We played only one of those days. We hung out all three days, and that's what we do. Like, we typically just hang out and, like, harass people, meet people, and it gives yeah. us a great opportunity. On top of it, for the business side of it, we get to sell a lot of merch, but in the process of selling the merch, it helps us stay out. But also, we meet these people, and we make, like, lifetime friendships with these people. Like, most of the people met this festival are now, like, our insanely passionate fans that come to all our shows, and we hang out with them every time they come to shows. Like, it's right. a party for us. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing to me that really rivals playing in a small, intimate experience. So I love the small shows just as much as the festivals, if not more. All festivals really do is open up a little bit more opportunity for there to be more people for you to meet. But both are important. So okay. we love them both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can see behind me. Get yep. a poster yeah. up there, right there. <laughs> Got it. You're right there beside Soil, Warrant, Winger, VIP's Winger, Tom Kiefer. Yeah. You're right up hey, there. Hey, that thing you got at the top, the rock and roll thing? Yeah. That's hanging above my door outside the studio here. Shut up. That's awesome. Same one. <laughs> okay, I hate it's to a- say this out loud. Did you get that at Hobby Lobby? I did for my mother. For- so did I. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Yes! Oh my gosh, I love Same it. one! Wow. Oh, that's awesome! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that at Hobby Lobby. I saw that and I loved it. <laughs> yep. It's a small yeah. world. I have a question. I did see that you are going to be at a festival in, is it Milwaukee or Wisconsin? You were just added yep. to that list? Yep, Wisconsin. That one's going to be a huge one for us because it actually has some insane headliners. The night we're playing, I think, is 30 seconds of Mars. Oh. I think Shine next night, and then Jelly Roll is actually the main night. Oh, uh, wow. Hands on that thing, though. There's a really, really odd way that that even happened, because, like, the guy that I, that does a lot of our booking is my brother, worked his ass off for us, and it was insane. All he did was accidentally reach out to the right person. they seen the video, actually, that you love. Yeah, yeah, you know it. And uh, it was cool. Like, the guy was like, dude, I'm going to add you guys to this. So it was, it was a spectacular opportunity for us. It actually just came out of chance, just my brother just reaching out and just saying, hey, right. we're looking our opportunities and it worked out so awesome That's awesome and when does that one take place again july 17th or 18th i can't read okay across the room it's a big well, calendar but that one could be a good one too absolutely and that's in wisconsin i okay. think we need to go to that one too no. get a road trip going well i got five yeah. weeks vacation and hopefully by that time i'm not even working there i didn't say that out loud on that's the podcast the <laughs> we can always add that <laughs> Yeah, don't edit it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis, where did you get the name for your band? So, we were actually called Harmful of Swallowed was our band name at the time. And oddly enough, even though it sounds like it could be an awful name, at the time, when we first started playing music, me and my cousin started out as like a very extremely, specifically like Christian rock band because we were both very, very... I'm not going to say religious, but we both still believe in God, like, immensely. But, like, we found the struggle through religion because we actually got shunned for playing in bars from the churches we were both going mm. to. Mm. And then we got in trouble for playing at a Christian festival, for playing a, uh, there was a, the lyrics were from a audio adrenaline song, Big House, and the music was, smells like Teen Spirit, we mixed them together. And they'd gotten on to us for playing that, saying that the kids didn't need to listen to secular music. And I was like, well, it's mm. funny because... How did you know it was a secular song? Because we didn't play the actual lyrics. To that song. <laughs> right. right. 
But then um, we got a cease and desist letter like literally a week before we got a record contract offer. And um, I had a side project going, which was Nine Left Dead, because Nine was always my sports number. And then Left Dead was kind of a personal issue I was going through where I had felt actually like abandonment from God, like he left me to die whenever I was going through my leukemia. And then oddly enough, like the Nine itself, if you start studying it from like the angelic meanings or even spiritual meanings is actually talked about going through great trials and tribulations and surviving it. So it had its own meaning. I didn't even know it when I actually named my side project that. Okay, now out. I'm emotional. Well, now Bemo's going to start crying. I'm, I'm always emotional. <laughs> wow, that's pretty deep. That is. That's, wow. It's crazy, too. I get asked at every show. Actually, the show y'all were at, remember I walked off and talked to that lady. She asked me what the meeting was. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it was funny. I mean, it's cool because, like, I like sharing the story anyway. This is why I do this stuff. Right. It's real passionate. You know, I feel like it's a bigger message and a bigger purpose than what I even am. So I love getting to share that. And then she was like, come here, we're hugging. <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis, who are some of your main influences? My main influences. My biggest one probably has always been Caesar, his big one, Smashing Pumpkins, and then Rise Against, oddly enough, because even though they're more of a punk, those, are, those have been kind of like my bigger influences musically. I really dug into those bands quite a bit for many years. Do you like any, like, 80s hair bands or 90s metal <laughs> hard rock bands i never really got that much into like the 80s hair band stuff and it's like there's a respect there for a lot of the things they did but it's, it's never been like a big thing for me to dive into musically for me as far as like 90s weirdness the first rock band i actually heard was nirvana my uh this guy used to pick me up for high school actually i was in junior high at the time played nirvana for me when he picked me up and drive me to school so that's how i actually got okay. like introduced music in general i remember when those guys first broke big back in 1992 yeah like i said it, before on the podcast i saw a trickster video and then also there's the nirvana video and, and we like, know what was what coming is this what's the happening here? grunge was sweeping <laughs> over I, lo- I love trickster didn't offspring follow them they came yeah. in a little later a little yeah. later okay a little bit but yeah they, yeah, they, they were, were around they were on the they were on the coattails yeah i'm not saying i don't like nirvana i'm just saying it like killed my love <laughs> like everything if you like 80s hair metal the shredder guitarist he destroyed that concept yes it did I, yes for quite a few years definitely destroyed that <laughs> yeah but it did come back but, years later though but they're coming back now yeah. and you know I, I try to see them as much as i can mm-hmm. so but it yeah. is what it is it's music and uh i love music i appreciate nirvana and all that stuff. So yeah. I appreciate everything. Honestly, wouldn't have the Foo Fighters, and they're definitely spectacular. So. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Travis, I got a couple more questions for you. This one might throw you for a loop. If you could open up for any band, who would it be, past, present, or future? I'd probably say the Smashing Pumpkins. I think that'd be probably one of the most intense experiences. And they are one of my favorite bands, and absolutely my favorite music video of all time is Tonight Tonight. And that's I actually have a mix of my own concept of some things that I've gone through in life and mm-hmm. pictures of mix from a clip of tonight's night video, leg tattoo that my artist helped me work out with some tents. So I'll probably okay. say that. Okay, cool. Currently, though, I actually love the band Skillet quite a bit, too. And grew up on yeah, them. they're really good. I, I love yeah. Skillet. Yeah. They're really good. And actually, you guys are kind of like them a little bit. We could play shows with them, and it makes sense musically. 
Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. Skillet's kind of the big Christian rock band of this generation. Because mm-hmm. if you go back, POD was more in the 2000s, and in the 80s it was mm-hmm. Striper. Yeah, no one really yeah. even knew POD was. I mean, I've said <laughs> yeah. this several times. I didn't even know that until you told me this. Yeah. Actual name, POD. Yeah. You're right. So, <laughs> so Travis, what's next for Nine Left Dead? What's coming on the horizon? Uh, so, big goal this year. Like I said, we just finished the six-song EP recorded with Drew Katmer. He's done, like, insane artists, like 21 Pilots. He's also worked a lot in the pop industry. Like, one of the artists he worked with, the Blue and Mind, was, like, Rihanna. So, this dude's super massive in that side of it. And he was kind of trying to branch into the rock side of it, which is what him and I hooked up for, which is definitely working. So, we're going to release that music, get some more music videos shot, and we've got a bunch of shows booked throughout the year. And our biggest goal through this year is to turn this thing into full-time touring where we can actually quit our job this year is our goal, our mm. biggest goal. Yeah. And, of course, play at the venue in Portland. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. waiting on that one. You're definitely not leaving early that night. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably pass out there. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to say... Travis, I love it, man. I loved hanging out with you last week and uh, great conversation. And I loved it and uh, love your music. We appreciate it, man. Any and all support, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Coming out with you guys too was fun. Oh, <laughs> thank you. We're yeah. always a good time. Yeah, <laughs> we try. I like having a good time. I think she was getting on to me, though, because I was encouraging you and Trevor too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> We'll definitely uh, put some stuff on the page and, uh, yeah. you know, where you guys are at and all that. And we'll be there in April. Appreciate it. We'd like to thank Travis and we'd like to also thank our rock girl, BMO, for joining us again. Yep. Everyone check out Nine Left Dead. Yes. For sure. Check them out. Check their videos out. Mm-hmm. Check their albums out. Yep. So everybody check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and what Nikki Lane says. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out there, everyone. listening to the headbangers vault bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts b1 bomb and the smuts check us out on your social media pages instagram facebook and youtube if you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com and remember if it's too loud you're too old <laughs>